year might be new, but the topics to discuss are not. 2018 had been in its dying moments, yet the familiar conversations continued. One Twitter commentator took a few more swipes at the BBC in the final minutes of December by observing that the TV channel were lying about the Madness show, which was bringing the year to a close, being live, as the clock clearly showed 1943, unable to understand that it might be useful for the band to know how long it is before Big Ben's chimes would ring out. There were plenty of nutty boys on display that night, but they weren't just on stage at the Westminster Central Hall. 2019 was still in its infancy when the first opportunity for the Brexit mob to get angry happened, with the London Eye lit up blue during the fireworks, with the pods illuminated yellow in a surprisingly effective recreation of the EU flag. London Mayor Sadiq Khan scoring points there with the earliest middle finger to the red-faced Brexit-sporting crowd. Watching money going up in smoke, lots of people gasping in astonishment whilst relying on products manufactured in China seemed the perfectly early 2019 analogy for the future of the country post-Brexit. The early trolling continued with Doctor Who, which saw Jodie Whittaker's lead Time Lord try to get hold of UNIT, the show's army, only to find cutbacks had led to their dismantling. Why shouldn't Brexit have an impact on the show, we ask? Quite clearly, the next series will see police officer Yaz losing her job for cutbacks, dyspraxic Ryan struggling with a cut in his disabilities fund, and Graham abandoning plans to emigrate to Spain. I'm also sure come the 31st of March, a doctor from outside the country, and indeed the planet, will struggle under the new post-Brexit registration system. The episode also boasted a flying Dalek which was compared to a drone, which should at least keep Sussex police busy until they're unsure whether Daleks actually exist. Elsewhere in the news, China landed a spacecraft on the dark side of the moon, presumably struggling to find an area to park amongst the long-haired bearded music fans musing on the pros and cons of Pink Floyd's famous opus. The army was criticised for its poster campaign aimed at recruiting millennials to the military using emotive terms such as snowflakes, zombies and selfie addicts in the copy. Though with terms like that they could be recruiting for a winter-based zombie movie involving young people. Perhaps it was just a late marketing campaign for Christmas Undead musical Anna and the Apocalypse. And viewers also complained to the BBC that Luther was just too dark, which sounds a little bit racist to me. One of the biggest stories of the week was Greg's launching a vegan sausage roll, the video announcing it dressed up like an Apple commercial, which is quite appropriate as it's a product that looks the same on the outside as the previous versions, with just a slightly tweaked inside, that's bought by journalists, the obsessed and hipsters. Coming a few weeks after the UK number one being a song about sausage rolls, and you start to wonder if a countrywide pastry panic has begun. What will be the top film at the Oscars? A documentary all about the drama of the Great British Bake Off moving channels? Speaking of movies, this week we saw everyone rushing to the cinema to see the Queen biopic involving internal wrangling, concealed homosexuality and flamboyant costumes. That's right, The Favourite hit the big screen, starring Olivia Colman as the Queen, but not the Queen in the Crown, Rachel Weisz as a lesbian, but not her disobedience character, and Emma Stone struggling to make her way in the world by doing menial jobs, though this time not whilst bursting into song with Ryan Gosling. On the small screen, many people were enjoying the choose-your-own-path adventure of Netflix's Black Mirror one-shot Bandersnatch, but many users got stuck in the loop of continuously going round in circles watching episode after episode, or box setting as it's called. 
Disappointingly, the option late on in the show where you had to decide whether the Netflix CEO should pay their fair share of tax only seemed to give you one option to proceed with. In the world of politics, we got Transport Secretary Chris Grayling blaming unions for a hike in train prices while simultaneously defending a £13.8 million contract to a shipping company to ease any issues with a potential no-deal Brexit, a company that owns no ships and whose terms and conditions were taken from those of a fast food company. We'd like to call it an Uber mistake, but the small print could easily have come from Deliveroo. Elsewhere, it was revealed that children reached their sugar limit by 10, which is well past their bedtime anyway. Olivia Newton-John had to dismiss rumours about her death, presumably from people hearing her say, I've got chills, they're multiplying and I'm losing control on the record. The NHS is trying to help people quit cigarettes and alcohol, the two biggest causes of death and the biggest burden on their budgets. Presumably, they'll be later on adopting more oasis strategies, including reversing the importance of being idle by promoting exercise and blue tablets offered to aid morning glory in the hope that more patients might live forever. University leaders have warned that no deal is the biggest threat to education going forward, as opposed to deal or no deal, which was just a threat to afternoon lectures before it was cancelled. And paediatricians have said the parents don't need to worry about their children spending too much time looking at screens, probably because parents are also spending most of their time on their phones arguing with people on Twitter. That's all for this week, but we'll be back in seven days with more breaking news. But for now, we're going to finish off our vegan sausage roll and head up to the attic and see if we can find any spare ferries lying around to get some money from Chris Grayling. 